Oh my god. I, my dream is to go to the bathroom and come out and Oprah's. And she's like, I don't mean to interrupt, but can I give you some advice? Could you imagine Oprah even needing to be like, I'd be like can I give you advice? I'd be like, nah, Oprah, I'm good. <sighs> I know Oprah, how to live my life better you can, than you. <laughs> I don't know, mind your own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're good here, Oprah. Clearly I have my life under control. This isn't one of your little, see, now I'm talking bad about Oprah. This isn't how I get in good with Oprah. So, Oprah, I um, love you. guys i'm megan collins of style girlfriend and welcome to another episode of undressed if you can't tell i am getting over a cold so i apologize if i either sound like a boy going through puberty or an old woman who has smoked 10 packs of cigarettes all of her life a day um i'm neither i swear but (laughs) i'm here we're back after a break last week and while i feel bad about that i don't honestly feel that bad because this episode is a really good one. And I want to also thank you guys for everyone who subscribed on iTunes and left reviews. If you haven't yet, you should definitely go do that now before it's too late. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, on Skitcher, uh, however you listen to podcasts. Go listen to this there. Today, our guest is Rembert Brown. Rembert was, until literally very, very recently, a culture writer for the now-defunct Grantland. Uh, his cultural commentary on everything from Outcast to Pretty Little Liars was one of the reasons that Grantland was a daily read for me, and I will miss Grantland very much, but uh, thankfully not Rembert, because he's around, you know? So while I'm still going through... Uh, all of the stages of grief on losing Grantland. I am really excited about this conversation uh, because it's pretty much all I've wanted to talk about with him, and I got it all on tape for you. If you don't know, uh, Rembert was actually plucked from obscurity, grad school, however you want to put it, by none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Bill Simmons, back in 2011. Now, Simmons, of course, you guys know, was... uh, unceremoniously dumped back in May by ESPN after his contract expired. He's now headed to HBO, which is really uh, getting the cool dad contingent covered. They just scooped up Jon Stewart. Good stuff happening at HBO. Guys, call me. Rem and I met the way that all good millennials should on Twitter. (laughs) I think I tweeted at him not too long after he started at Grantland, honestly, uh, and he tweeted back and and we were best friends, because that's how it works. Uh, and I I don't know, what can I say about him? He's a great guy. I feel really lucky to be able to call him a friend. And my voice is continuing to go, even as I'm sitting here talking to you. So I am going to quit yapping and get right into it. Here's a conversation with Rembert Brown. Enjoy. I am here with Rembert Brown in what is perhaps the truest iteration of what Undressed is meant to be. We are sitting on your freshly made, I hope, bed. Yes, always. False. (laughs) (laughs) While Brittany is sitting on the floor. Poor Brittany. Um, And I think I want to start uh, with a simple question. Okay. How was your week? Week is great. Uh, (laughs) I think this is my first week uh, without a job. Since uh, like mid 2011. Uh, and even before then, I was in school. 
So like this is my first week. This is my first week with nothing to do since probably like like 1999. <laughs> like I, it's like not vacation because I have a job coming up. Right. In two weeks, but it is very weird to like I haven't checked in with anyone. I haven't like asked anyone if, they, if I need to do anything. Uh, I'm you just, have a margarita any chance? I, I just, uh, yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> but I'm being healthy. Right, right, right. Like, right. I'm, I'm typically, like, the harder I work, the more unhealthy I am. So now I don't have that much work to do, and I'm, like, drinking water <laughs> and, like, like going on runs. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. So I, I need to start working again. So for those who skipped over the introduction, uh, Rembert Brown is formerly of the now, not defunct, but suspended. No, it's gone. It's done. It's done. It's done. Of the, of the now Dunzo Grantland and future of New York Magazine, starting in two weeks? Yeah, November 16th. Uh, they're going to let me write things. <laughs> like lots of things. Like lots of things. I, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm so excited. I just, I still don't even know like how what it's going to turn into but it's going to be fun and they they've invested a lot of trust into me and and like and vice versa so and you were pretty be, i mean cool. you you went the bachelor route like you talked to a lot of people before deciding on new york mag so you've got to feel good oh, about this decision like the show cool. <laughs> <laughs> you handed yes. over the final row yes yeah i was i was like i mean i hadn't really uh put my like put, like dip my toe in the water to see like w- if I was employable in this industry ever cuz the last time I um was looking for a job like this I was like coming out of college and it was a recession and the answer was always no it's like we have 4 dollars to pay you this year <laughs> I was like okay well <laughs> probably not uh so yeah I mean it it, it made as it made sense to kind of just talk to everyone and take everything seriously and not not assume anything was outside of the realm of possibility which was fun and then got very nerve-wracking and then I was like I might just talk to people and interview forever Forever. and never get a job which almost happened (laughs) (laughs) like very close to happening so then let's back up uh, talk to me about when you were coming out of school because I mean, you weren't totally planning on doing what you're doing now. No, I uh, well, I wanted to because I I I wrote for my school paper, and I was uh, in high school or college. In college, and you Dar- went to the Dartmouth, America's oldest college newspaper. <laughs> uh, shout out! And, <laughs> oh, uh, that's gonna get a lot of play. And yeah, this is only I'm only plugging <laughs> only brand, brands and universities <laughs> here, uh, and. So yeah, I did. Uh, uh, I wrote. I had like a a column for like a year and a half. And sex that was column. Fun. Yes, it was only about um, adult sex and um, especially about student <laughs> life. Um, <laughs> and that was great. And I was like, oh, maybe this will turn into something professionally. Uh, but I also graduated in '09, so that was like the the height of the recession <clears throat> I applied to a a place and they were like yeah like we'd love for you to come work here like a magazine and then they were like we might not be able to pay you for like 18 months but you should still come work here and I was like full time full time 
Sure. I was like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, as yeah, one yeah. does. Yeah, I'd already signed my lease in New York. <laughs> it was just, like, living off of, like, the end of my graduation money, <laughs> uh, which was not a lot. And so, yeah, uh, so I just kind of put that on the back burner mm-hmm. for a couple years, went to grad school. Well, what was that transition, though? I mean, you moved here, you tried to get a job. Yeah, so my roommate, so I lived with my best friend from home, Ben. Shout out, Ben. Uh, shout out to Ben. And he was working at Starbucks. No. Did he go uh, to Dartmouth, too? No, he uh, he went to Georgia. He uh, I've known him since I was, like, 10. We both moved here he, and signed a lease. That's not better, by the way. I signed, didn't mean to be like, oh, he went to Georgia. That's no. okay, then, that he's working at Starbucks. Um, and <laughs> Still bad. He, what was I going to say? Um, he, uh, we signed a lease... Uh, in the village because we're smart. Sure. Uh, we had a we had a seven floor walk up. We were subletting for Michael Bublé's drummer, who was on world tour. Fantastic. Um, I think and, I would actually take that apartment too. And, yeah, it was. <laughs> That's it was, like the perfect first apartment in New York apartment. City. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. And uh, so yeah, we were just like trying to do anything we could do to pay our rent. So he had Starbucks. I had gotten like this job doing consulting for the Department of Transportation. So I worked out of, um, I worked in uh, Roosevelt Island for a couple months. Is that the one with the, like, a, the tram? The tram? Yes. Is Great. that scary or is that fun? I've never been on it. I mean, it's, I think it depends on who you are. It's scary for me because I, I don't like scary. being off of the ground. Yeah. Ever. Uh, and then, um, as one does, you just uh, apply for grad school cause when you don't know what to do. Luckily, I didn't do, like, a a law school or anything like right. super dumb did you have any frustration around the sense that like i should have this figured out by now were you like was there any moment of like i'm a smart guy i should have the job i want or i i shouldn't have to go to grad school to give myself a nah, buffer nah. no i mean fine e- i mean everyone was so maybe that would have happened like in another time in history maybe but everyone was so like no one had figured it out like everyone like, 2009 and 2010 New York was, like, the grind. Like, everyone I knew that I was friends with was just, like, in such... Just, like, a shoulder a shrug weird, Like, it was, era. like, a, it was like a very... Era? Yeah, it was, like, a very humbling time to, like, go to college for four years and think you were the shit and then be reminded that you're not, which I've, like, held with me very close to this day. Um, so there's no so, sense of entitlement. No, like, I was like, yeah, I hope this... I hope it gets better. It probably will. And was your family comfortable with that as sort of a retreat for you? I mean, I, mean, I know for, your mom's in education. For, for my family, like, school is not a retreat. School is, like, what you do. So they were like, why did you not go to school immediately? You know, taking a year off was, like, absurd. When I went back to school, my mom was like, yes. Like, about time. Yeah. And then when I dropped out, <laughs> she was like, to go, like, right on the internet, she was like, oh, God. Like, it was at the same time that I had started blogging and freelancing and Grantland had just started and they were looking for like some young writers who weren't just like established you know like big feature like 4,000 word piece um mammoth piece writers and they they, like realized that they needed some people to kind of just like crank out stuff so and when you say they I mean early on that really was I mean it was like it was like it was like like eight people, yeah. It was like eight people. So how were you discovered? I just got an email. It's a great email. It's just like, 
How's that not printed out somewhere? It's just like, because I'm not a, a complete narcissist. <laughs> I mean, it, it's in my, it's very easily findable in my Gmail. Should <laughs> I need to ever bring it up? Okay. I, I, know, I know the keywords to <laughs> pop up alone. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was just like a, like a holy shit moment when you get an email out of the blue. It's like, oh, so this, I should take this seriously. This could be a thing. And then it... Was like, there any thought to, like, let me just get through this final semester? Well, yeah. They didn't want to take me out of grad school. Um, they were like, we were, we were more than, like, if you want to finish and then come work here, like, so be it. But when I was like, no, no, I'm sure. They were like, great, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Great, great, great. Great, great, great. So that was, that was, my first day full time was November 1st. <gasps> I think. Wow. Uh, yeah. I was, of what? Twelve. Twenty eleven. Eleven. Oh wow. Yeah. Time flies. Yeah. So like when October thirtieth was my last day, it was like actually four four years. Wow. It was, it was college. It was like uh, it was like internet college. I went to internet college. And you had some great classmates. Some great classmates, just smart idiots that I love. Um, Have you talked to everyone since? Yeah, I talk to most people. Um, I mean, you know, there's a there's a there's like a big bunch in LA, and there's a big bunch in New York, and then there's like the folks that are scattered about. So like the folks who were in New York, I've like almost seen everyone in public. I, I mean, I mean in person. I saw I saw most of them on Friday when they shut down the site because we all just got terrific. Many many drinks. So oh, I know I saw you after. <laughs> I was just like it was like three p.m. and I was like yes. So yeah, I, I think uh, you know I, I was in a I was in a kind of a different place because I already knew that that was my it was a very weird last day. I mean, it was yeah. Because up until like eleven a.m., I was like, yeah, this is my last day, and I'm like, like it was your actual last day actual on last Friday. Day. Yeah, like my like my contract was up at midnight on October thirtieth, and so I was like dealing with like those emotions and like but I was like yeah but like my people are still here it's still a good side it's still gonna keep going for as long as it can so what happened that day because I know a lot of people obviously Bill left in May was it was it that long ago yeah Bill got fired well okay so Bill's contract was fired <laughs> it was not renewed ESPN let out a very uh curt God, that was May. Him- yeah that was May and I know that that day, you had no idea that that was happening. You, I remember we talked about it. You said you got up out of the subway and all these people had texted you saying, hey, are you okay? Yeah, What's going was, on? Yeah, it was so wild. Like, my phone was just, like, like on a constant vibrate. I was like, what the hell is going on? I had been, been working in the offices for about, like, uh, probably, like, a year, almost a year and a half. So I was going, I mean, I went in every day. And so, yeah, uh, I... Someone, like, turned their phone around and showed me the time story. And I was like, oh, okay. So you didn't know that was coming. Just like on Friday, you didn't know. You were writing your last piece. I was writing my last piece. And uh, one of my editors, Mark, Mark Lasanti, was like, hey, man, like, might want to stop writing. I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'll, like, I'll, like, I'll finish it. I'm like, I'm, like, close, like, to finishing. And I was like, Mark, I'm like half an hour away he was like no like I think I and think it's done like, and what time was this 
This was like, I think it was like 1045, 11. And the announcement was made So the then, So um, the announcement was made at, uh, we were told like officially at like one something, like 150 or something like that. And then like we'd gotten out of our meeting to be told uh, the press release was out. I was like, oh, cool. Right, so, they released it at like 2 o'clock. Yeah. So you found out that your site was being shut down 10 minutes before. Well, yeah, else. I mean, that's when I was, t- I, I I knew, I mean, I knew, I, I, you know, when someone says it, when someone says like effective immediately, Grandland like is shut down, I'm like, like that's like, like, it becomes very real. Like right. I had about two hours of speculation and, yeah. you know, uh, I'd asked some people around the room who who probably knew more than me, and they were like, I think this is what's happening. Uh, so I started to pack up my desk, and then after the meeting, and just, like, packed everything up, wrote my address on a piece of paper, and was like, ship it here. And then uh, me and Andy Greenwald and Zach Lowe, um, our basketball writer, and uh, Lindsay, our... Um, our art director just went to a really dark bar. <laughs> and the bar, it was so funny. The it, the playlist in this, like, we walked in and they were, um, every song was, was it was like a, like a Spotify. Like Spotify like, playlist. Like so your, pre- your company is supposed to just like shut down. Like <laughs> sadness and like things being over. Um, like I remember at one point, like when I mean, lot, they aren't great at curating. When, when a lot of people know. showed up, like at one point there were like 30 people there mm-hmm. plus like random people who like figured out where we were and really? were just like coming through just like, and, like buying people drinks. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, I think, I think everyone knew that that moment was going to come at some point. Right. I think most of us thought maybe, like, sometime next year. Right. Obviously, just the the immediate, like, cord pull, I don't think... I mean, there's no, there's no way anyone really could have known that was coming more than, like, a day before. Because I don't think the decision was made more than a day before, even though I think... I think a lot, like, the slow trickle out of people, like, leaving every two weeks, I think it, it, you know, I think they were trying to just, like, end that. Right. Instead of just, let, like, you know, every two weeks, like, another story about someone leaving, someone leaving. They're like, you know what, let's just, let's just end it, which is, which is rude, but. Whatever. Well, when you were saying people were mad, I mean, have people been mad since May? Like, what's been the sentiment? I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's mad. I think it's like this is still it was still a good site. So um, I think confused. Confused. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think mad is like a it's like a it's kind of a waste of an emotion to have because you can't you can't really control it. Like not we're not in control of the site. We're in control of like the. I think the writers and editors are in control, for the most part of what went up. And how it was presented, um, but that makes it no less Bill's baby. I mean, the site wouldn't be what it was without his leadership and without his curating. That's true. The writers that he that's, did. That's one hundred percent true. None of it. We wouldn't be there. Um, I think there's a world in which the site, like, <clears throat> had certain things happen after 
the left. Um, I think there's a world in which the site just, you know, even if the personnel is different, site carries Continues on. It just to... becomes, like, a site the way... Well, I you think, know. if anything, that's why I would be mad, right? Is like, there was a, this could have ended so differently, or it, it could have not ended. That's, that's yeah, it. It could have just not ended. Right. Uh, well, what did Bill tell you when he left? I mean, I know you guys obviously stay in touch. Like, when he, when you got out of the subway and found he was no longer your boss, what did he tell you? I mean, he didn't really have much to say. He was just like, so that happened? I was like, yeah, uh talk to you tomorrow <laughs> you know I was like you know like Bill and I are friends so um you know I yeah I've never I, had that situation I, where like a someone above me has like gotten the boot yeah it's, it's it's a very weird situation I think for me I I had to make a decision like okay so I'm gonna see how it plays out and what post Bill Grantland looks like and if it's place I want to work I'll keep working here if it's a place I don't want to work I'm going to start to figure out um the necessary steps to to leave and did he make sure that you didn't feel that no one felt like loyalty was divided like there was no you know Jerry Maguire moment of like we're all gonna rush out behind you I mean people did leave but it wasn't immediate and it wasn't you know there was no backlash immediately in the media of you know, any of you guys publicly bad-mouthing ESPN or anything like that, which I thought was very classy. Yeah. Considering I mean, how they handled it. Yeah, I mean, you also have to realize, like, it's, you know, they pay us. <laughs> I think it was... Sure. It, it, I think it was classy. It was also, like... But there's ways around that, right? I mean, you, wanna, you can anonymously talk to Gawker or whatever. I mean, there's ways of letting your feelings be known. Yeah, I mean, I think... I. I, I we, like, I think for years, we're pretty much like a not air our grievances bunch. It was like, let's just do our jobs, um, not really get, become a part of the the kind of go- gossip cycle of like, you know, <clears throat> people, I had media reporters like texting me and emailing me for months, like asking me to talk on record about stuff and... I was like, I don't like any of you. Like, <laughs> please go away. <laughs> like, like, please go away. Like, I just, like, want to do my job. I, I'm not also trying to make make this more of a story than it already is. I'd rather just try to figure out my own stuff and right. also write. Maybe it's too insider baseball, but, like, what do you see Grantland's role being as, like, an example for what a media platform can be? And do you think that it all have that effect like do you think that it's going to its legacy of pay writers well you know make it be about quality instead of quantity do you think that that's a um a form that continue can continue to exist yeah i mean i it's i hope so i i think it's a it's a pretty i mean it sounds so simple it sounds very like you know, palm to forehead, but that's not really the case. In I, I don't, I don't know why it hasn't been. Like, even in the four years, I mean, there have been lots of sites that have kind of adopted that model, which is like you have someone, you build a site around a person. Um, it's not rocket science, but it is like very hard because like you actually have to hire the right people. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just hire like first twenty like hot people you find. Like you have to like actually like. Like find what the holes you need are and like they actually have to be good but also work in terms of 
their personalities. Like, it, they, right. So it's not just a content writer; it's a personality. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and it's like, you know, I think that's the other thing. It's like we didn't have any obligations in terms of what type of content we had to put out. Like that's, I mean, ultimately that's the biggest thing. Is like we we were putting out stuff that was very opposite of what like the typical kind of content driven focus of the internet is which is like if something happens like it doesn't make much sense in terms of how the internet works now to just write like 2500 weird words on drake like that's like like why would you like literally why would you do that like you have to build up trust it took a while it took i mean it took years to for the site to get to that point where people would buy into that type of stuff so it's it's if, if for a site, if a site wanted to start something like that, it wouldn't happen overnight. You know, like people have to become trusting in the site, and we have to become trusting in the individuals, and have to become trusting in the type of stuff that those individuals put out. But I mean, it's obviously possible because it worked. I just don't know. <clears throat> I don't know when. I mean, it'll probably happen again. I just don't know when. I mean, I think arguing the other side, some might say that. ESPN no longer wanted to bankroll a site that wasn't making as much money as other properties. And so I think if if something like that is going to work again, I think that it has to be with a company that values the quality and values the content that's being put out more than it's valuing how much it's bringing in display advertise revenue. Yeah. Um, I mean, I... I- I know that there was like, and that's not your side of it, so that's not something that you necessarily have to have an opinion on. But I think that's you know what people might argue. Yeah, like, I mean, to your point, like if people if if Drake isn't the SEO friendly term of the day, which when is Drake not the SEO yeah, friendly term of the day? Let's be real. Yeah. But like if that's not what people necessarily are searching for, then I mean, there's a place to say that's not what you should be writing about. Like there, you know, there is someone who could logically tell you to write about something different and they would they wouldn't be wrong yeah so how you know where do you meet in the middle because you do need if you're going to have a site where it's kind of just like you said you're you have to you take time to build up an audience and uh trust that that audience is smart enough to care about what you have to write about even if that's not necessarily what they're seeking out then you are going to need a big corporation behind you to bankroll that until it's profitable or until it's you know, uh, well-regarded enough that it doesn't matter if it's profitable or not. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the amount of money you need to do it is often seen as, like, the most important, but it actually it actually isn't. Like, I think it's, like, obviously an important thing because you, you just need enough money to hire the people you, you want. Um, a lot of the people that worked at Grantland, like, literally didn't have media jobs before and probably would have said yes to come work here for like it would have been like oh yes like I get to work at Grantland like but also not like it'll be 18 months before you can pay you oh yeah yeah it's just like I think people are like oh well we need like six billion dollars to pull off Grantland it's like no you just like actually have to like know how to hire people and like know how to spot talent and get them all to work together and <clears throat> have editors that are like really good and you know and if you're like a big corporation that's funding it like like let them do their own thing you know so um 
that that was like a lot of the stuff because and that's the other thing like the past like week or I guess even since May like Grantland's been like a very interesting thing that that people from the outside have had like musings over about what went wrong what didn't blind like most of the stuff is just wrong and dumb I'm still waiting for the oral history of Grantland you know oh my god (laughs) can't wait can't wait to get that call that anthology is gonna be amazing can't wait to get that call it's like oh yes (laughs) what what do you want to (laughs) know I have stories um but yeah I mean it's interesting because I I leave like all things considered it's like you know I don't leave with much like ill will towards anyone it's like even people that I think made bad decisions are like like good people just like and we'll did, hear about did, them did, in the oral history didn't, didn't, didn't make Stay the tuned. right decisions but like there's good people that played a part in me you know having a job for four years and getting mm-hmm. to do stuff that I wouldn't have been able to do anywhere else so it's like yeah I can be like, like I'm often upset and I'm often mad and sometimes I just like just like have bursts where I need to vent and this and that but it's like you know what it's a really good site it's over cool got a new job and I feel like we're talking to you at, you know in the morning it's a beautiful day out like I should come back and like re-interview you like some night after like a night at a bar like the one that oh, you yeah. mentioned and it'll you'll be, be like those like that I mean it could be it could be, be a completely different yeah like I've had like a nice water right you're hydrated nice. you're feeling good great so it's nothing but love right now I just I'm very, I'm very zen about it today. Yeah. Tomorrow, like, literally, who knows how I'll feel tomorrow. Well, let me ask you a couple more questions about Grandland, because I'm actually still in uh, my morning period, mm-hmm. because it it was one of my, you know, morning daily reads. So if anyone has any suggestions on a, a new site to hit to get the things that I kind of need to know... Not really. Yeah. Is that the best way to describe it? I'm like, I I, I was also a reader. Right. I I also read Marilyn all day. I know. So it's like, even yesterday, it's like, hmm, I I, I have to find other ways to. Right. You know, not, not get information, like just like pure information, but just like be, be, be entertained and be like, have my mind thought-provoked and stuff like that. Um, what was your favorite story that you wrote while you were there? Favorite? My favorite story? Uh, I think my favorite story is because... Um, I have a couple different picks if you need um, some help. It's the one that took the longest and was, like, the wildest, I think. I, I, I don't even know what year this was. I think it might have been 2012. I did a... I, it's more of, like, an experiment. I did a bracket of the best Chappelle um, show skit. It took me forever, not because it was such like a gigantic endeavor. Which it was, though. It was. It was more like I just like didn't know that I was just like so torn. I would spend like a couple days just like thinking about like who should go to the next round. I'd be like, because I was like, this is I was like, this is. I knew that it was gonna be like a big thing and something that so many people had opinion on. So I was like, I have to get it right. Like, the, the premise is just, like, what's the best Chappelle skit? Like, that can be that can be handled in so many different ways. I could just pick one and just write about it. I could, you know, I could rank them. I could, but to just do it, to blow it out as, as large as I 
possibly right. could and spend as much time as I possibly could on it. And then to like see the result and how it looked and the response, I was like, oh, so it is good when you spend more time on things and like drive yourself insane. Like when yeah. when you do that, people appreciate that and respond well because like you're insane. They they appreciate your insanity for like the 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 greater good. Well, they want their obsession reflected back at them, right? Exactly. That's like, exactly what it is. People have absolutely spent entire evenings or weekends or however long debating it amongst themselves. Yeah. So to know that you spent that time and like you're someone that they respect, but so like, it's like if he's crazy enough to care about this, then I get to too. Yeah. So that was that was great. I love that. I, I might go back and read it. I haven't read it in probably like <laughs> two years, but I might do that today. I might do that today. Yeah. And like, what else do you have to do? And be, ter- and be terrified of, you know, when you go back and read all the stuff. <gasps> what if like, you feel like you got it wrong? What if they're like, in the sweet 16, you're like, no. I might. I might. I was more like, you know, I, I go back and I go back and read old stuff all the time. Just like haze myself. Sure. Because you're just like, oh man, like I'm so glad I don't write that way anymore. I think if you don't look back at things that you've done, even as recently as, like, six months ago, and just feel horrified, then you're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong. Yeah. Or you're just perfect. Right. One or the other. Or you're just a perfect being. That must happen to so many people that uh, aren't us. Just so perfect. <laughs> What's... <laughs> I, now I'm jealous of those people that yeah. do just look back and are like, oh, that was so oh great. God, I'm such a good that. writer. Oh, my God. I was so good at writing when I was eight, 14. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Those people. Uh, what was the story you wish you'd written? Oh, I wanted to do a... Uh, and that's... A, I mean, the beauty of it is, like, this is going to happen one day, even if I have to, like, lose my mind and go under and, like, change my name. Like, I've, I've wanted to do a <clears throat> profile on Tyler Perry for four years. Oh. And it's really hard to get to him. I have to, like, I'm going to have to... Because he's like, always wearing disguises. Like, I... Nice. There it is. I have, I'm gonna have to like, <laughs> like go through Oprah. Like yeah. I, I tried to go like the normal route, just got shut down. Tried to go around the way, got security. They're like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no, no, like you can't talk to Tyler. He, does he give that many? Inter- he's no, he gives interviews to Oprah. To Oprah. So you have to get in and go with Oprah. So yeah, I got it. And then so that's a whole thing. That's not the easiest thing. Mm. I'm gonna have to like talk to. I gotta like go through like maybe Ava DuVernay. I just like I gotta I gotta I gotta get to Oprah, <laughs> get Oprah's blessing, and then maybe. Oh my god! I have to tell you, Tyler will say this. <laughs> my friend told me the most amazing story the other day. Uh, she was in Vegas. Okay. As one is. Um, and she had just broken up with her boyfriend, and she was in the bathroom with some girlfriends, and they'd been drinking, and, you know, this and that and the other. And she was kind of, like, doing the, like, girl sob about, like, why hasn't he called me? He doesn't care about me anymore. And literally, no joke, out of a bathroom stall comes Oprah. And she's like, and I, I can't. Oh I can't do an Oprah God. impression, but I'm just oh, going to. So she's good. like, honey, let me ask, What's your name? And she goes, Emily. She goes, Emma. Which is, like, the best part of the story oh to me, that God. she just immediately said her name wrong and just kept on going. And she, like, gave her advice. Like, she was just, like, basically to the effect of, like, listen, if he's not crying over you, then why are you crying over Oprah. him? And Emily was just, like, 
to this day, she's like, I don't know if it was like a 30 Rock where it's like, did that really happen? But it was all of her girlfriends, and they all say it happened. But like, is that not the best thing to ever happen in the entire uh, universe? That's my dream. Like, Oprah comes out of a bathroom stall in Vegas. Sometime at night, and it's just like, honey child, uh, I am going to tell you how to live your life, and it's going to be perfect from here on out. And now Emily is a perfect person. Public bathrooms. I know she was like with people. She had people. That's like the biggest shock of the whole story. Oprah. What else did I want to ask you? Oh, uh, what's the best advice that you ever received from Bill? Uh, Whether it was like feedback on an article or just I don't know Oprah life advice. Does Bill ever come out of the bathroom stalls and just tell you how to live your life? Because that not, would be great. That's not that famous. Um, um, you wouldn't be as excited, I guess. He did tell this. He, he did say that his hiring mantra was like <clears throat> no assholes, which I always respected. Like, I think there were, like, lots of talented people that he really wanted to hire, but it was like, mm, nah. And I always respected that. Um, just as something to, just in terms of, like, you have to, like, these people you work with, you also have to, like, want to be around them, you know? So, like, even someone's, like, really good, but, like, it's terrible. It's like, mm, like, you would probably write some good stuff for us, but, like, I don't even want to, like, see you. <laughs> so it's probably not going to work out. So I... <clears throat> I always, like, appreciated that and respect that. That wasn't really, like, advice to me, just, like, just kind of, like, life advice in terms of how to go about picking who's in your your inner circle of sorts. And that had to have informed your search for your new job, too. <laughs> the last thing I want to know is, uh, so it's been four years? It's four years. Mm-hmm. Would you do anything differently? Oh my god, yeah. You know those people who are like no regrets? Those are the like the dumbest people I've ever anyone that says that is an idiot. I, anyone that's ever said Beefs that. I think no I, regrets people. Oh my god, I, I hate when people say that. It's so dumb. Um yeah, I'd like change everything. Like I mean I would like sometimes like like go to sleep earlier and wake up earlier so I could like not be hungover when I wrote the certain piece or like um like spend more time thinking about the questions I was going to do with it with a Q and A instead of like figuring it out like in a cab on the way. <clears throat> Is that yeah, a judgment like, on me and my notes on my phone? No, so like you. that's like that's great. <laughs> I think I think the lack of so like these are things that I I would have done so many things different, but because they happen and because I like felt what it's like to like mess up so many times you know like the outside observer probably doesn't know but internally like there are just countless things that I could have done so much better but now that I know that it like informs the way I um so you took those lessons and you actually did yeah unfortunately like I am someone that um is a quick learner once I like feel that feeling of messing up um the reason it's unfortunate because it typically takes messing up to right. to realize it. I don't just like realize things on their own. I like like often like push the boundary and then like oh ooh okay don't ooh okay don't want to feel like that anymore. So it's like okay so like but sometimes it does. Wanna... It takes the feeling of like oh I never want to be looked at as yeah unprepared in that way or yeah. unprofessional in that way. Like I I definitely hear that. I don't like disappointing my superiors. 
my, my least favorite feeling professionally is like someone above me knowing that like I was at like 60% when I could have been at 100 or even 80% when I could have been at 100 and but that's also a factor of having superiors that you respect because if you had a boss that you were like whatever screw you then you wouldn't care if you disappointed them it's sort of like how sometimes the worst punishment when you're a kid can you be your parent just saying like I'm, I'm not mad I'm just, just disappointed just, and you uh, just die inside uh, yes just so yeah I mean I I'm not glad all those things happened I am um, but now I take them for what they are which is just like cool so you know that's what happened like you had a job between 24 and 28. Like, you were obviously going to, like, mess up a lot, you know? Um, so you kind of are no regrets about it. No. I, I think we just backed into you feeling like... Here's the thing. I'm, like, like no regrets, really. I'm, like, a no-regrets person. <laughs> <laughs> if I've learned anything. <laughs> I'm just, like, just never have regrets. It's, like, that's... that's Kind of what I want to say about all this. And that's <laughs> like, been this like, episode of Life Lessons like, with Remmer. No uh, let's move into grade yourself. I want you to give yourself a letter grade. Okay. Grade yourself on your level of fitness right now. Level of fitness. My answer is D. You're giving yourself a D in fitness. It's a pretty rough assessment. Yeah. And like, I'm like, you know, I'm like a, just an incredible athlete. Um, but it's a D because I know, I know like myself as an A. I think next week, like my, like my week before work is when I'm going to like actually start to get in the mindset of new. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like my week to just like, okay, like everything that happened, like it's all kind of ending now. Um, and so, yeah, I think I, if we did this in two weeks, I'd be like a B minus. Okay. What about relationships? Like a, a B plus. Right um, now I'm like a B, but I, I don't like not being at an A. I'm like a, I like being at an A in terms of um, being good when it comes to my relationships. Uh, spirituality. Oh, like always, like, I think I'm like, so a, so at peace right now. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not mad at anyone. I'm just like, I'm, uh, I'm chill. And then finally style. Style. Um. You're currently wearing, uh, sweatpants, a Henley under what's happening here? It's It's, like a baseball jersey. It's a Jordan. You probably can't tell because ah. I don't like to brag that much about how good all of my clothes are. But um, it looks vintage. Can I say that? Yeah, this is from uh, okay. 96. <laughs> okay. Um, it's when Jordan came out of retirement. Oh. Which is why they were making Jordan baseball stuff. That makes more sense now. Um, Thanks. Around Space Jam era or post Space Jam era? <laughs> Um, I think my style right now is at a A minus because I have a lot of laundry to do, and so I'm not able to access all of my <laughs> style because a lot of it is dirty, <laughs> and I'm upset about that. Um, in literally in four hours, my grade will be different because all of my clothes <laughs> will be clean, and they will be like very 
um, OCD folded. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, also, like this is my my ideal clothes weather. Mm-hmm. Fall. Yeah. This is layers. A gorgeous fall. Like layers. yeah, you just can wear a jacket if you want, but it's just yeah. Fall's the best. Fall is definitely the best for guys. You have like the most options. Yeah. You can make the most interesting looks without necessarily having to think about functionality. Yeah. Just I, fashion. I do miss shorts. See you next summer. How are you going to do shorts? So, yeah. Um, I think you're the first person that's given himself two A's. My God. I mean, in like literally in, f- in four hours, it been- it's going to be four A's. Uh, no, no, fitness won't be it. Yeah. No, <laughs> fitness not going to be it. Fitness might go down, actually. <laughs> so might, have might have to hit like rock bottom before it gets F. better. Three A's and an F. That like sums up my life. <laughs> There's one part of my life that I'm doing terribly at, and the rest is like... Well, I think that's actually pretty impressive. I, I appreciate that kind of confidence. I feel like people want to downplay that they're good at anything, and I think that's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for uh, SG approved or not this dude. We're going to change it up, and it's going to be, remember, Brown approved, RB approved, or not this dude. Um, okay, starting with Taylor Swift. Um, you know what? She is. She is RB approved. Taylor Swift. Absolutely. I don't, I don't like her, but I think at this point you just have to be a hater to be like, she's not like absolutely killing it. Okay. Uh, mittens. Mittens. Um, just absolutely not. They're just so dumb. Not this dude. Uh, going to bed angry. Oh, uh. Not this dude. I'll do any. I'll do anything to go to, um, to go to sleep happy. Uh, selfies. Uh, uh not this dude. Monday I'm, morning status meetings. Uh, n- not uh this dude. I'm a Sunday night status meeting person. Oh. I like to go into Monday knowing what's up. I don't like waking up on Monday and figuring it out. Take that Monday. Uh, hometown hookups at Thanksgiving. I am at, at, at this age. I gotta, I gotta not that, not this dude. In. Uh, sneakers with a suit. Not this dude because I can't <gasps> pull it off. Ooh, I, it's one of the things I wish I could pull off. I can't. I mean, really, like Sudeikis can, and no one else can. Looks so great in sneakers and a suit. Why, why would I try to do something that Sudeikis can do? I can't do anything Sudeikis can do. He's the god. He's the god. <laughs> <laughs> and Robert Kraft, the guy who run, owns the Patriots. He wears suits and sneakers. Oh, yeah? He wears, he wears snoo- um, suits <laughs> sneakers? and, and uh, SB Dunks. Ooh. All right. Respect for that. Yoga. I respect it. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Not this dude. I have a really stiff back. <laughs> uh, pumpkin spice anything. I don't like pumpkins. Pumpkin anything. <laughs> Office romances. Not this dude. No? It's just like... You and Fantasy never... Just like... Wah, wah. Like, why? Like, complicated. <laughs> like, just like go to work. Brunch. Uh, no. Uh, uh, not this dude. Because um, I think uh, meals with over six people are terrible. Ooh. I just... I have, I have no time for them. So we're I, discussing quantity of, yeah. of the table, not... Not what's on it. I don't think a like, is is four people getting food on Saturday at like one p.m. brunch. Uh, that's the entirety of Sex and the City's brunches. Uh, yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, I get. I, I'm fine as long as it's not like a a production. Uh, and finally, double-breasted blazers. Oh, uh, RB approved. Yeah, they're phenomenal. Do you have any? I don't here. Mm. But tis the season. Holiday parties. Sure. So before we wrap up, I'm going to ask you what I always ask my guests, and that is, what was your first million bucks moment? That first time where you checked yourself out in the mirror before you walked out the door and just everything was working. I remember, I think it was, I forget whose birthday party it was. Well, that's important because all our readers know all of your middle school friends. It was seventh grade. And I just got a pair of all-white Air Force Ones, which I continued to wear for the next indefinite years. Sure. And it was like I had a cool pair of jeans, and I had a good gray undershirt, and I had, oh my god, it's like literally like a shirt like this. Okay. A green plaid button-up from Dockers. Sure. Um, I dress a lot now, like the way I did when I was in seventh grade, <laughs> where I just like keep um, comfy shirts unbuttoned, and I had like a fitted cap, like an ATL fitted cap, and I just like walked by the mirror and then like came back <laughs> and was like, I might, I'm probably gonna kiss a girl because <laughs> I've if like if it doesn't work now then it'll never, (laughs) ever work. And it did. But I think it's the thing, is like I got a compliment from someone, Mm -hmm. and I wore, like, variations on the same outfit for, like, the next three years. We had another guest that called out, like, super specific instances of, like, different times in his life where, like, a woman said something to him, and he immediately just, like, folded it into his life. Yeah. And was like, yeah, I do that now. Yeah, and I think that anyone that says that, isn't true as long. It's like happened to me. I, I remember it happening to me with suits once. I was like, oh, I need to get 10 of this suit t- tomorrow. <laughs> uh, just anything. Yeah. yeah. Haircuts. Oh, haircut. It just happens immediately. Anything. Any compliments. Nice. Well, I think that's a perfect place to go out. Remember, Brown, thank you so much for coming on thank and you, talking thank to you for us. Having me. This is great. so much for listening we will be back next monday hopefully i won't sound like this uh when you hear from me next uh, in the meantime be sure to subscribe to undressed on itunes and rate it there but only if that rating is like five stars and a comment is a nice one because honestly i don't want to hear it if it's not so nice reviews or i don't know leave me alone Huge thanks to Rembert Brown for spending time with me while I sound like this. Until next time, this is Undressed. I'm Megan Collins, a style girlfriend. Thanks for listening.